Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hey, it's Blaze with Full Spectrum Feeling. This week, I want to talk about brain fatigue, decision fatigue, and how our brains work, what it means to get completely mentally exhausted, the incredible amount of things that contribute to us being unable to process more stuff, and what that might mean for living a happy life and setting more reasonable expectations for ourselves just as human beings living this embodied experience and having to deal with ourselves. So this is coming up because um, I've been doing these really intense workouts. They've been really fun. They're about 10 to 15 minutes long. They're not very long, but they are super intense. And what I'm trying to do is, you know, lift a weight that's so heavy for me that I can only really get to 12 reps before my muscles like, nope, I can't really follow that and do the form without messing it up and put it down. And then sometimes I'm coming back and doing more rounds of that to failure, right? And it's usually three exercises, maybe sometimes it's six, and you're doing them for one, two, or three rounds. And then, you know, at the end, for me anyway, sometimes I'm like, wow, I can't even really take the staircase right now because my quads are just done. I can't support my own weight. So I'm just going to scoot on my butt. I go to take a shower and wash my hair and I'm like, oh, my arms, like I can't, can't do it. It's so hard, but that feels really good. <laughs> and what I have noticed through doing this is that just physically fatiguing my body in that way, even just for 10 minutes, sometimes literally seven and a half minutes is my workout. And then my brain is done, D-O-N-E done for the day. I cannot make a decision. I can't remember why I walked into a room. If I haven't picked out my clothes already, I'm just like, eh, I, don't, I don't, I don't know. Can I just like lay here? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> deciding, you know, when to get in and out of the shower, like really simple decisions become comically difficult for me in those moments post-workout. It does get better like an hour later, but I mean, it's still not great. And I, I've set myself up to start my workouts, you know, towards six or seven in the evening. And then the whole rest of my evening is like, that's it. You're taking a shower, you're sitting, you might have like a post-workout, something to eat and drink. And then that's it. Watch a TV show, stare off into outer space, like you're done. <laughs> There's nothing else you can do. <laughs> and I'm glad that I've chosen to do this in the end of the day, because I think if I did it early, like what if my whole day was like that? What if I just burned through all of my decision-making capability in those seven minutes and that was it. And that's all I had. But then it made me think like, wait, I kind of do burn through my decision-making ability pretty early in the day. And I think almost all of us are kind of done by noon, if we're honest with ourselves, because there's just so much stuff that we have to choose. It becomes ridiculous. I've read about this, the decision fatigue stuff. I find it fascinating, but actually living it to the point where just 
brain does not compute, words make no sense. Pushing it to that level makes me understand it a little bit deeper. But when we're waking up and we have to decide, okay, what am I going to wear? Was this the right time to get up? Which of my goals should I be working on this morning? Should I meditate? Did I miss it? Is that a good idea? Like I have a lot of chatter in my head about the 15 things that ideally as an ideal person I would do. And my decision, I'm going to say like 100% of the time is that I'm not actually doing that because that's not my routine yet, or I haven't made time for it. Still, I go through the mental checklist every morning. Do you do this too? Do you wake up and you're like, oh, if I was my ideal self, I would wake up. I would, you know, have my morning stretch. I would, while making my coffee, go out for a brisk walk or do yoga or qigong or something. And then I would have my coffee while mindfully thinking about whatever, make myself a breakfast, read an article or a book that educates me, and then drive off to work happy or whatever it is that you're going to do. And then the reality is you think about how you should be doing all those things where you're like, oh my God, jumping in the shower, like, where the hell are my clothes, my children? Ah." someone called? Why is my phone broken? Like just everything happens. We feel like we're chickens running around with our heads cut off. And then, you know, we get through the morning, we're off to work, we're, we're living our life. We somehow got the coffee, but zero of it happened in the way that we planned or thought it would. And even so, we still thought about all those things. <laughs> so it's like we're burning through decisions without even doing them. <laughs> We're doing all these other things and we're just navigating life, right? Because the random things happen like, oh, it's raining today. Can't do that. Oh, the power went out. Oh, this is missing. Oh, I didn't buy that magazine. Oh, we ran out of bread. Like we're just figuring out what the heck to do on the fly. And it's not even 7am and then you go to work and there's all this stuff left from yesterday and you kind of have to rehash. Where was I yesterday? Why did I leave this this way? Okay. I was going to do this, but then so-and-so came in and said, do this and this instead. So I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to fit this in by noon. Like you kind of know where you're at and what you've been doing, but you're freaking tired. And we don't think about it that much because it's just, we have to live. We have to cope with life and we keep making decisions, but the quality of our decisions decreases throughout the course of the day to the point that you get to the evening and someone says, Hey, what do you want to do for dinner? And you're like, God, I don't freaking know. Could you please pick for me? But everyone is thinking, please pick for me because I'm so tired. Ugh, here we are. (laughs) So how do we set a realistic expectation of us for making decisions, for making good decisions, and for being able to follow through on some of the things that we actually want to do? And I don't have a great um, solution that works for everyone or even one that works for me, to be clear, that works every time. I find that it has more to do with just setting fewer goals, fewer things that are important so that you're not wasting energy on unimportant things. Um, I do like to clutter my brain space up with lots of potential goals and things that would be really cool to learn and know and do. I am a number one mint at coming up with lots of things that I could improve and do and that I want to learn and I want to think about. And then for me, I find a lot of joy in just slowly ticking towards that goal by going like, I'll do 10 minutes learning this and 10 minutes learning that. Over time, it does add up. And then I learn a lot of cool things and it's awesome. That works for me. What it doesn't work for is, you know, gaining an overarching 
um, sense of accomplishment in any one area that that is not my great um, expertise, but that's okay. I know what I'm good at. (laughs) And you know what? You probably know what you're good at too. So for you, it might look like, I really want to focus on this area of my life. And these are the three things that I know will really get me there. So I'm going to make the decision of X, Y, and Z. And these are the kinds of decisions that I want to make in my day and just sprinkle those in, particularly I think early in the day so that you can actually get them done. I know that not everyone wakes up early. So I'm not saying early um, time-wise, but early in your day. So if you get up at 11, early in your day means before 1 p.m., before 2 p.m. If you wake up at 6, maybe you're trying to get this stuff done before 11. Um, I find that it feels very good for me to have been able to say, I've done three things that were important to me and they're done before noon because as the day gets more complicated, as more things get layered in and there's more demands and there's stuff that has to get done, like grocery shopping and all the other things, you know, to live, I can say I've moved the needle on these three projects and I don't have to worry about them anymore. They're not taking up my brain space anymore and I'm not continually trying to figure out when I'm going to fit them in. So just like I described the waking up and going, oh, if I was an ideal person, I would have done my Qigong and done a stretch and brushed my teeth and worn a nice outfit and eaten this like amazing meal that I cooked. What if I can get those done before noon? <laughs> what would that look like? And forming more reasonable expectations of myself of what those things might look like for me now. So I know that I'm not in a position currently, or at least I'm not motivated enough to get up earlier than I currently do in order to do Qigong. It, it is not in my personality to get up early and do that. And so I put it on my list as something to have done by the end of the day. That works for me. And I'm not asking myself to do an hour either. I'm usually asking myself for two to five minutes. But what's really cool about having my little mini micro goals, at least in my world, is that I can have a lot of them, which makes me feel good. They don't take a huge amount of time to accomplish. And that makes them possible for me because, man, my life has been just interruptible for the last, I don't know, half decade. (laughs) So (laughs) I've had to learn how to adapt what I want to do into five to 20 minute chunks. And that's the only way anything that quote unquote, I want to do gets done. So that works for me. And as I'm moving into this next phase of life where I think I might be getting, God, I hope so bigger chunks of time in which to get things done. I know that those goals will also evolve and I'll be able to say, okay, now I actually want to focus on this one section of my life and pick a bigger bigger focal point, a bigger goal, spend more time on that than just the five minutes. I don't need to have 15 different um, educational or self-improvement goals. I could pick like three and go deep. And that sounds really cool and fun at this point for me. Mm. (laughs) And I also know that once I've made a decision on any one of those goals, it's going to get harder to make the next decision. And then it's going to get harder to make the next decision. And if I add in any kind of physical exhaustion, 
Did I have to work out? Did I use my brain or my physical body very hard earlier in that day? There needs to be recovery time before my ability to think straight is truly there. I used to think that, you know, your mind is so precious and of course you can just think through any problem, but the truth is your brain is only good for a certain amount of time and a certain amount of decisions before it needs refueling and a break. And I think that's really the main thing that I learned from doing intense workouts is like, yeah, man, like that uses some brain power. You think it's only using like your body, but it's not. Conversely, when I was really doing um, very intense painting, painting workshops and stuff, you know, you'd go and you'd be learning and you'd be painting for four or five hours. And I'd be so intensely into that mental process that I would, you know, go, oh my gosh, it's time to go eat. And normally where I wouldn't be hungry, I would be starving. Like I just needed so much fuel. It was like I hadn't eaten in a week. Like I would go to the mess hall or whatever, and it would be like, uh, I need two dinners because I'm just so hungry. And then you'd go back to work and go, yeah, it's because using your brain fatigues your body. Fatiguing your body uses your brain and it's just connected. And we need to accept that about ourselves, <laughs> that we're not, we're not automatons, we're not robots, and we can't just expect ourselves to be able to function at peak performance all the time. And yet I think I've had this expectation of myself like, oh, but you can just power through it as though willpower had anything to do with it. And what I've learned this week through, you know, this intense physical exertion, actually the past couple of months is that that's just simply not true. Like willpower will help you decide to do something. It won't help you make a great decision while you're there. And that's, oh, not what I want to hear. Like I want to hear like, if I make a decision that I'm going to do something, I want to believe that my decisions within that will be great, but that's not true. Willpower can only get you so far. It can get you to choose to go down a path, but at some point, like you're just a human and your physical brain and your physical body at some point will be like, I, I cannot do that anymore. Thank you for trying. Try again. <laughs> I have found it kind of fun to find where those limits are for myself and to push myself and go like, whoa, I didn't realize that I could choose to use a muscle to the point that it just doesn't want to pick me up and down the stairs anymore. Like I didn't, I didn't ever think that that was possible because I've never tried to do that, but it is. And then I think, oh, wow, like we can use our brains that hard too, that they just they get tired and they can't really do that anymore. And no matter what combination of those you use, they tire each other out. If you're busy doing brain puzzles for hours, like there's a reason that you don't want to go out and run and do a marathon after like you're freaking tired. You used all of that energy doing math problems. And if you went out and you ran a marathon at the end of that, you're probably not going to want to enter a chess competition. Like you need to eat some food and rest and drink water and rehydrate. We're, we're just physical beings. <laughs> and we, we have this grandiose idea that our mind and our will is so powerful and it can get us through anything. And I was like, nope, it can only get you through one decision. Oh my gosh. 
oddly, that's so liberating to just be like, oh yes, that's how it works. Like you can use your, your force of will, use it for good because you only really have so much that it can do for you. And then it's just a matter of putting your all behind it and you'll surprise yourself at how much you can do, but then you're exhausted and that's okay. Mm. My friends, I hope you use your willpower to choose something that you really care about, that it's something that's important to you, that um, that you feel pleased with where you're choosing to focus your energy. And I also wish that you are easy on yourself when you reach that limit, when you realize that you've hit the wall, it's time to recharge and that you just accept like, oh, right, this is the other half of it. We can put in a lot of effort. And then at some point, we need to fill that cup back up. So whether it's emotionally, physically, mentally, all of those things, no matter how much we put in, we do need to allow ourselves to fill it back up and that that's okay. And because here we are in physical reality, it takes time. We often wish it wouldn't take time, but it does. And it's okay to take that time to fill back up. And if you know that you're going to be making some intense mental moves, intense physical moves, whatever it is that you're dedicating yourself to. I hope that you also plan for that recovery time and knowing that you need it, allow it to be pleasant, allow it to be this surrender because man, there's nothing better I have found than post-workout being completely okay with being a puddle on the couch, just going, wow, I, I have nothing left to give and that's okay. And I'm just going to drink some water and absorb whatever's around me and just enjoy it for whatever it's worth. That feels super good. And I hope that you get to enjoy some of that too. My friends have a wonderful week and I will see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.